You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. I'm Father, and oh, you're Father Anthony Craig. <laughs> you are de- a father. I am a father. <laughs> I'm Deacon. I almost got myself promoted. I'm Deacon Dan Goshi. We are broadcasting, I don't know, from St. Joseph Church in Crosby, Minnesota on Real Presence Live. And uh, we're having some nice discussions today about uh, uh, fatherhood and uh, and whatnot. Nothing could be my father from the truth. No. Uh, no, no, it's, it's, it's very true, in fact. And as Crosby glistens with the sunlight and many parts of the states, we concentrate our minds upon the fatherhood of God, the fatherhood of St. Joseph, and the life of Jesus and Mary, and in our lives, too, as um, a father to us as well. We want his patronage and his paternity to be exercised in our life. Thanks be to God for such a great show. I love this yes. topic, and I yep. love just uh, focusing on it. It's helpful to us, helpful to me. I'm learning Every guest we have on, I always learn. Yes, yeah. And and you realize the more you learn, the less you know. I mean, it's just our faith is so beautiful and so rich and so deep in in its treasure that, um, you know, there there was a time in in my life when I said, yes, I'm a a good practicing Catholic. I, I know about our faith. And then I entered the diaconate formation. And I said... I don't know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. I, I don't have a clue. And and the more I've learned, the more strongly I commit to that sentence. I don't know nothing. <laughs> yeah. I, because it's just it, it, it's just so rich. The, every page you turn, you realize there's 10 more to follow. And and every layer you you remove, you you realize that there's a more beautiful layer underneath. And anyway, enough about me. I'll talk about you. Now you talk about me. Okay. Thank you. Now let's talk to Betsy. Betsy Neepkins from the Diocese of Duluth is, is with us. Uh, Betsy, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Have you met Father Anthony Craig before? Oh, I've met him a few times. Wow, <laughs> oh, okay. We're co-worker, eh? Uh, it's been a while. <laughs> uh, I've been meaning to come into the office. Um, <clears throat> well, the office is still in COVID lockdown. <laughs> uh, oh, true. Really? That's what I've thought. Mm, and that's, that's why you right. haven't been there. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He has a few uh, things to do back in the... In the hinderlands as well. Yes, so. where, where we are right now. That's the, right. These hinderlands? <laughs> yes, yes. That's yes. right. Yes. Well, he puts the hinder in hinderland. <laughs> I think so. Uh, I just changed the word a little bit there. You did. So, Betsy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I um, work in the Office of Marriage and Family Life, but more importantly, I'm married for 35 years this week. Mm. Um, I have children, and one uh, one is married. The rest are either working or in in some sort of higher education situation. So, um, yeah, we recently moved to Cloquet, which is a little south of the Toulouse area, about 20 miles, and uh, enjoying this. I was telling people after Mass today, um, this is a perfect day, and we get to have about 10 of them up here. Yeah. (laughs) Well. Lake Superior is very kind yeah. to the city then, question mark? Yes. 
Today. Well, not usually, but today it appears to be. <laughs> good. That's good. Yeah. And so uh, we're talking um, this morning about, about fatherhood and, and things of that nature, but uh, we also want to talk about, um, you know, what is it about fathers? They have children, and uh, children grow up, and they start to make decisions on their own, and they go off to college. Um, and you just sent one of your children off to college. So uh, what, what, was that, what was that experience like for you? Well, it was, he was my sixth that I sent off, um, and honestly, every single time, it was very, very, very hard. Um, I, I, we, my husband and I have enjoyed, we loved being parents. Um, our kids, thankfully, didn't give us a lot of trouble. Um, we enjoy our time with each other, and so, and the family unit has so important to us, and so when you slowly peel pieces away, you know, in that beginning stage, it's just really difficult. She's handling it just fine, but it, it's hard for us, to, you know, we just love being mom and dad, and uh, so, yes, we're slowly, and this one is very unusual because she's our last, so um, it changes all the dynamics and and things like that, so we're muddling through so far, so good, but uh, definitely the change. Are you now, is it just you and your husband uh, at home now? Well, we do have one of our college sons is here doing internships, daily as a night job. So he's not around a lot, but um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he is home. He'll be leaving in about four weeks. My daughter will come back for a couple weeks, and then then all of them will be gone um, come mid-August. Oh. That's yeah. the time you're looking then at with you're the looking at yeah, yeah, wide yeah. eyes going, that's a new existence. Yeah. I, I, I remember, and this, I'm sorry, I'm talking about me again, but um, <laughs> I, I remember when, when my kids were young, I couldn't imagine them not being in my home. You know, I, it would just, to think about it, I would force myself to not think about it. Whenever the thought came to my mind, I'd chase it away because it hurt so badly you know it was just devastating and and i can't imagine you know why this is a cruel world why would this happen you know why why would children leave and and um then then they went through their teenage years and i thought you know i could do this if they (laughs) if they moved on god has a way of kind of softening that (laughs) a little bit and uh and yeah but but um but we have uh, we are empty nesters my wife and i know and uh And we're we're discovering um, great joy in that as well. You know, it's it's yeah. not uh, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. And uh, you know, when 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 the kids come home, that's always a treat. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we're kind of preparing our home to be a home that they want to come back to, so they come back. Um, but it's funny in talking about adjustment when um, our first went, you know, all, we would eat dinner together, and I would set the table. And the first couple of times, I set break, you oh, know, sure, because sure. that's what I did. So, um, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a life changer. I'm sure I, everyone says there's great joy in that. Um, right. You know, we've got a solid marriage. We love each other deeply and everything like that. But we both, you know, we've lived um, for the sake of our children in many ways. And so that's just going to have to be adjusted. Right. Yeah, a bit of a transition there, and you've you've yeah. done a good job with your children. I know some of them, and um, they are a joy. You, you've done a good job with that, and I've asked you for advice to give to other parents um, mm-hmm. to prepare kids to go off. 
um, to college and into the world and things like that. And they say that that's good advice. So I'm like, okay, Must I'm going to ask Betsy to, to give some of that <laughs> advice again. She, she, so you sent, you sent uh, Gianna off to college. But tell us, um, how did you prepare your kids, like Gianna and the others, um, for what they will face outside the home? How did you do some of those steps of, of coaching their mind and heart to be prepared uh, for what they will meet out there? Well, I think first parents can't be naive um, in that um, if you live in a family and you're faithful to your your Catholic faith, you have to realize that that's actually not the norm anymore and that there is um, there is a world that's fighting for your child's soul as well as your soul, to be perfectly honest. And so um, I think the most important thing a parent could do is um, sincerely pray every day. And uh, we have done that. We pray at meals. We would pray, even as kids went at our mealtime, we'd pray for those, those children that had left with special intention. So everybody knew what was going on if a child was struggling. The whole family knew that, that you know, that was something. Um, but I think you have to have a constant dialogue about and expose your kids to the realities of what's going on in this world. I, at an age-appropriate level, but we constantly were in dialogue about the world and and when I say the grabbing your soul, um, um, how that's happening, like the ways and means of which methods of the world. And, you know, um, I tell my kids, actually, whenever I talk to groups or people, I always say the most important verse, I think, in the Bible, um, particularly in the Old Testament, is Genesis 3.13, when, um, when he says, um, and he tricked me into it, like mm. the world... When you have the those movies like um, that, like The Exorcist, they give you this view of the devil as like this spinning the head sort of thing, and I and I continually tell me, no, 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 no. That yeah, that happens, but the reality is, the day to day people, um, it's little checking away of different things, and it's deceit. It's leaving us of the truth, and then it seems pleasurable, and we bite it. And, uh, and sometimes that pleasurable is, is maybe looked at being nice to somebody. Well, we have to be because of being nice to somebody. And um, sometimes um, you have to understand what exactly is, what is that? What, you know, they've made people that maybe look at the world differently as mean people instead of people that deeply love and want salvation for everybody. And so um, I have, we have worked a lot with our kids to understand or try to understand that that's how it is. So it's not something that's going to wake you up and you're going to become a different person. It's going to be a gradual shifting away. Um, as well as an important thing, a gift that Pope John Paul gave us in theology of the body so they would understand, you know, um, who they were created for, why they were created for, and, and how they can glorify God uh, and understand God just even through our bodies. And so that, that has been an important piece. And I think um, one thing I've been kind of really big with my children lately is that you'll know truth because it's logical, it makes sense, and it brings joy. Where the world um, claims truth is something, but you can always, it'll always stop at some point because it's not truth. And so it falls. The logic falls, the reality falls, and it doesn't work well. And so um, I've been spending a lot of time the last couple of years using experience to show, no, 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 look, we carry this whole logic out of what our society is saying is good. What happens here? It stops, and it brings hardship and pain and things like that. So 
really is a lot about parenting and being in conversation and dialoguing and then walking across, you know. Did I give you too much there? No, no you, did, you did great. I was just thinking in my mind, you know, when you referred to truth as something that brings you joy, then you have to kind of teach your kids that the world has redefined joy in a, in a different way, too. So, but, 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 uh, but, but yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, um, that, that's a beautiful way of, of, uh, of helping them to identify it. But we're going to take a short break. Betsy, we'll come right back and uh, talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, some uh, important virtues and habits uh, that, that you might recommend uh, for parents and, uh, and, and how we can continue to support our, our children once they have left the nest, so to speak. So I'm Deacon Dan Goshi. Not father. And uh, your father, Anthony Craig, and we are broadcasting from St. Joseph Church in Crosby, Minnesota on Real Presence Live. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Actually, I've been listening to Catholic radio since I was a kid. My mom got like a shortwave radio back in the day to pick up pick up Mother Angelica's station. So my favorite, favorite shows on our Real Presence Radio would have to be, um, well, I, like, I love the Coming Home Network and listening to stories. And mm-hmm. um, there are so many good ones, though, that I really enjoy. Yeah, faith has always been an important role in the upbringing. My parents were always... Um, uh, we always had bedtime prayers that, in fact, we use those same prayers now, Teddy and I do with our children um, at bedtime. But um, they sent us to Catholic school, uh, but always uh, family and faith were always a very integral part of our upbringing. We went to Mass together, and well, and my uncle, Father John, who is a priest, was always a, pr- a role there, always a presence in our family. So it seemed very good and normal, and um, we had all Catholic friends. It seemed we, we really loved our faith growing up. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And you're listening to Real Presence Live, broadcasting from St. Joseph Church in Crosby, Minnesota. We've got Father Anthony Craig as our host. I am Monsignor Dan... No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I keep elevating myself. No, I'm Deacon Dan Goshi, and uh, our guest is Betsy Niepkins with the Diocese of Duluth. Talking about uh, sending kids off to college, what you can do to prepare for that, prepare them for that uh, throughout their lives, and even uh, after they're gone, how we can continue to uh, to support them. So, Betsy, thank you again for being with us today. You're most welcome. 
We're excited to be here. Well, I'm glad. She's downright giddy. Um, <laughs> so what, what are the, the important virtues and habits that, uh, that you recommend to parents um, uh, to help them get through life like, while they're still in your home? You know, I think the most absolute, most important thing a Catholic parent could do was, would be to instill um, Sunday Mass. And I'm going to say without exception. Like, um, mm-hmm. we have been, we've traveled all over the country. Um, we have had, my son got married on a Saturday. It was a 2 o'clock. We got up in the morning on Sunday, went to Mass. Um, I think as a family, I, I can name on, uh, probably count on one hand when we haven't gone as a family um, with the kids at home. Um, our weekend starts with when are we going to Mass so we can plan everything. And the reason I say it is that not just the season Eucharist, which is absolutely essential, praying together as a family, the, the sign of peace. So you're fighting as a family. It's really hard to continue fighting when you give each other a sign of peace. Um, And being in community with a larger faith family. Um, So I really, uh, I cannot, I, I, we have not been, you know, there's a, a, uh, app, it's called, or not an app, it's a site called Mm masstimes.org. And you can essentially find a mass wherever, uh, anywhere in the country. Uh, I actually, everywhere in the world, because my son was in Spain, got off the plane. It was Sunday. He called me. He said, mom. I have to find a mass, and I put in the location of where he was and was able to find a mass. It has nice. the fruits of that, I think, is essential for the foundation of the family. And um, I, it, there really is never, because it's that central to who we are as a family, it's never been a fight. It's never, it's been when. And we might have, like, discussed which times, but never whether we go or not. And so right. I would tell, right. even when they're babies, I know some people will say, oh, and I say, you know, go and if the baby is crying, you know, there's hopefully the crying room where you, you absolutely, I just think it's absolutely sense. The other part is praying as a family and taking advantage of things like adoration. Um, with that being said, there's the works of the Mass that need to be done. So opportunities for your child to engage in volunteerism, helping the poor or um, underprivileged, or being part of, you know, my kids did four days for life, um, being engaged in what the church is teaching us to live the gospel out and to do that as a family. Maybe not necessarily always as a whole family, but in particular, depending on the situation, making sure that you're engaging your child in the work of the Mass. Um, and so uh, that is also very important. And, you know, we pray before meals, which is prayer and thanksgiving, but it's also a time for intentions. And so um, that's another very essential part. And taking advantage of what the church offers. Like our our church life, our faith community has been our social life as well. And I think that then you're surrounding your children with a world, um, not entirely, but a world that thinks the same way you do so that you can reinforce everything that you're teaching. And it's kind of helpful when your good buddy Sam's family um, believes in the same truth as your family does so that it fosters what you're trying to teach them at home. Yeah. yeah, it protects yeah. virtue. They they understand right. that uh, you know this is this is the way people think also, and what they encounter eventually the way other people think too. But it's great to have that for that early stages to kind of let that settle in. This is this is yeah. how we see the world. We're on mission. We're mm-hmm. creation is beautiful and it's made by God, etc. Um, 
Besides that, so, I think your I think your home needs to look like it's a home of that faith is prayer. In other words, you come in and there's a statue and um, that there's rosaries available and that um, I it, it, few people could walk into my home without knowing that faith is central to who we are. Right. Right. And I think that that's such those visual reminders all the time um, is just an important piece of just re- remembering, just remembering that that is what it is. And sure, so. sure. And so now, um, what can a parent do to, to continue to support their children after they have left the home? I mean, you've, we've talked about getting them prepared for that moment and uh, and, and what a, a family life might look like to, to help them continue those practices, but okay, other than uh, telling your, your son in Spain how to find the nearest mass, uh, what, what are other ways that we can continue to support our kids after they move out? Um, well, this is going to sound like a broken record, but you got to continue to pray for them, and I think most, most Catholic families that have children in sure do that, because it's always time. So, um, one of the things I try to do is, I, I write, um, and I'm not perfect about it, a pretty good good. Sometimes I busyness. I sometimes stop. I'll be better at it even now because I have nobody at home. But um, a weekly letter where I not only you know just tell them how much I love them, but I give them um, try to share some piece of wisdom that I think is going on um, and how it relates to faith. And so, and I do it not in an email. It's intentionally written, handwritten. And to me, because as I move my kids out of college, they keep them. So um, I don't know if they necessarily read them, although I usually put a couple bucks in there, so they <laughs> open. <laughs> Always okay. helpful. Okay. That's, uh, At least they're going to get opened, yeah. Savvy. Very <laughs> savvy. Two bucks, but it absolutely gets open. So um, uh, they hear a little bit of wisdom. And then it's interesting because, you know, life gets busy, and if I miss a week or two, I'll get like, did you send it? I didn't get it. So at least they, they probably think it might be just a, a two bucks, but whatever. Um the other thing is, unfortunately, um, things like real presence exist. Um, Bishop Barron, Word on Fire, and Father Mike, there's sites that, that we believe are reliable, that we taught our children about, and then they have continued. So if we see something, they'll text each other back saying, or send each other, oh, did you hear this about this? And then, so um, being supportive, if I hear something, to get that out to them so they can have access to some Some of them are regular listeners. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, in this particular, now my daughter's the first one I'm sending to a secular school. And um, so for her case, I called ahead of time, and both of us actually were in dialogue and went to Mass there um, before she committed to go there. And we connected with the priest that was there. They have focus, so we connected with those people. And... Um, in that conversation, we were able to, they were able to get somebody there, because she doesn't really know anybody Catholic there, to, to, they contacted her and is offered to have her, because she's always gone in family to Mass, you know? So to go by herself is truly a different kind of experience. I don't know that she ever has gone to Mass without a family member. And so, um, so they, the priest had them, this kind of player reach out to her and, um, uh, said, hey, I can go to wet mass with you and stuff like that. And so um, uh, just making that connection. And then they are a focus, which is a ministry. And so we as parents are donating to them to help the ministry so that their ministry thrives, um, hopefully. And that's how our money is going to make or break. 
but it'll be something to know that we're supportive of what they're doing. So we were trying. So when we got there, we made sure that our trip included going to Mass so that he would, again, have that. And how do you get from where your dorm room is and where... I, I know she'll figure out where her classrooms are, but I wanted her to know, sure, make sure she knew what the route was from her church to her faith community. And so, um, done. and now she's done it twice. The other day, he uh, went to Mass, he called me, it took her 45 minutes, and it was 101 degrees. <laughs> and she wow. got kind of away. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, so she found a scooter for the ride back. <laughs> Good. You know, like yeah. rent a scooter. So, sure. so there's things you can do. I think it may be The word community um, just keeps popping into my head as you're talking about this because uh, what what you've done in your own family, you know, you you, you expose uh, your children to the faith and and, and 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 live a certain way, and then you reflect on how now they are doing that to one another and sending, you know, the, those those values are being carried out um, without you, you know, they're they're sending texts and did you read this? Did you hear this uh, to one another from from those same quality sources and then you're establishing uh, another community for for your child as um, as they are away in college and setting up another you know community for for her there and uh, it's just it's just um, that sense of of being with others who are who are like-minded who are have the same values and and uh, the way we we all kind of have a role of of parenthood even though we may be the same age. We we continue to, to, to nourish and nurture each other, and uh, I think those those are beautiful examples of how you can help your um, your, your, your your kids when when they move away to to just stay connected in some fashion, if not with you with with the faith with others who who practice it. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank well, you. Parenting is a you know <laughs> an art and progress. You know you got to keep on. Oh, trying yeah. it because you know the Holy Spirit will guide you with what you think this kid needs. And end of the day, the kid is like you can do all you can. It's between them and God, and right. you just have to pray that they're open because God's calling for them. God wants them. Yep. Uh, and, yeah, and uh, you just have to hope that they're they're wanting. And it's you know, and to not have regrets. Do our air absolute best as parents and love them no matter what at the end of the day. <laughs> it's comforting to know that even as as parents, even if we do make mistakes, God's bigger than that. He can work with mistakes. Absolutely. <laughs> so Absolutely. He, knows, he knows how. He knows how to fix that. He, he, it's not all up to you. <laughs> well, Betsy, I want to thank you again for, for being with us. We're going to um, uh, hopefully have another chance to visit with you down the road, all right? Great. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you, Betsy. For the ministry that they can provide. Thank Absolutely you. beautiful. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you very much. You. Well, we're going to talk about uh, spiritual fatherhood again with our next guest when we return. I'm Deacon Dan Goshi along with Father Anthony Craig, and we are broadcasting from St. Joseph Church in Crosby, Minnesota on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.